Amen. So anyway, that's Revelation chapter 21, beginning at verse 1. We'll begin there. And I'm going to read a few verses of Scripture. And I saw a new heaven. Everybody said new heaven. It's not talking about the heaven that, that God dwells in, just so you'll know. The Bible mentions that Paul said, I was caught up to the third heavens. He said he saw some things that it's unlawful to speak, some things that could not be explained. I'm not going to take time to get into that, but the scripture says there, I saw a new heaven. That's the, the heavenly realm that we can see and identify with. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. Amen. Everybody say a new earth. Amen. If you're fixated with this world, guess what? I got some bad news. Some really bad news. Amen. For the first heaven and the first first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. Amen. And the Bible says, and I, I John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem. It's not the city of Jerusalem, which you currently see in Israel. Coming down, it's not that. Coming down from God out of heaven prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Amen. It's talking about the new place where the people of God will dwell. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they will be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes and they shall no more, there shall be no more death and no, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain. Thank God for that. For the former things are passed away, and he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write for these things, I'm sorry, for, for, write for these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, it is done. I am the Alpha. I am Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. But the fearful, the unbelieving, the abominable, the murderous, the whoremongers, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their, I'm sorry, and all liars, I'm trying to get ahead of myself, shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone. This is the second death, the Bible says, which is the second death. I want to just preach to you on the subject, this world is not my home. You can be seated. Amen. Praise God. Now, there is a, a song that uh, we sing in the uh, Apostolic Church, and I imagine it's probably a song that is sung by different groups of Christianity within Christianity, this world is not my home. 
I'm just a passing through. Uh, and, uh, and we say that because we say we have a, another place that will be our dwelling place, that will be our permanent place. And, but quite frankly, this world isn't anyone's home. <laughs> because it is a temporary place um, that will determine our permanent home. Amen. The problem is we don't want to think about this. We don't want to think about eternity. We want to think about the here and the now. And we want to live according to the here and the now. Because that's what we have. Why? Because this is tangible. Hello? Amen. When, when, when you get out of church, the first thing you're probably thinking about is getting something to eat. If you're like me, I'm going to be ready to try to eat something. And, and maybe not like me, I'm going to be ready to get off of my feet. I don't know if you're like that. But if you're tired at the service, what do you think the preacher is? <laughs> standing up doing worship, standing up doing the preaching, standing up doing the offering. He said, man, I got to stand up doing that. Man, I got to stand up the whole time. <laughs> so, you know, so you, we, we are, we are uh, created to, to kind of think about right here and now. You know, if I'm having and I'm experiencing pain, it's, you know, I, I'm thinking about the pain that I'm experiencing right now. Follow me? And, uh, and so that's how we are. And we don't want to think about a lot of times uh, that what we are uh, subject to is a temporal state and a temporal world. We are living in uh, a, a temporal dimension. And a lot of times we can't relate and don't want to relate to the supernatural and the eternal because God is eternal. He's from, from everlasting until everlasting. Amen. He has no beginning and he has no end and we can't understand it. We can't fathom that particular thought and, and so we get caught up in our temporal world we get caught up in our temporal situations and and guess what the problems that you're going through tomorrow the problems that you may go through next week the problems you had last week I'm just going to do it like this the problems you had last week hey that, that last week is gone and you may say well the same problems I had last week I have this week but you don't have what you had last week you only had the problems of today you can't say I had pro I have the problems of last week. No, last week is gone. You don't have it. You have the problem of today. And so we focus on right now. The problem with that is I'm telling you that there is a world, there is a dimension that we will live in. It's called eternity. And each and every one of us, regardless of where we go, regardless of where we will spend eternity, we will end up in eternity one way or the other. Amen. If you don't like this world, don't worry. It won't stay the same. The Bible says it will be a new heaven and a new earth. It doesn't mean as the, the, the uh, movies that, that have been uh, displayed throughout the uh, Hollywood. and um, It doesn't mean that this world is going to just blow up. And then all of a sudden there's going to be this new one. The Bible talks and tells us that this particular world that we live on and this earth that we live in, that it will be 
almost destroyed. I hate to, I don't want to scare you, but that's just a fact of the matter. And God is going to reshape and remold this world. It has happened before. You did not know that. Amen. And 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 so there's a lot of. Uh, uh, if you don't believe that that's going to happen and you think that's from in the far, 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 far distant future, well, I don't have to worry about that. I'll be dead and I'll be gone. Well, the problem is when he when he decides who's going to be in that new world, it won't be just temporal uh, humanity. It will be people like you and I who decided they're going to give their life to God and and they will be with him dwelling with God and God dwelling with them. I don't know about you. That's not like a place for me. So we're not wasting our time coming here and coming to church. And some people feel like they're wasting their time getting up on a Sunday morning. Why am I doing it? Why? Because I'm investing in my eternal state. That's important to me. The Bible told us as we read that, hey, those that are not a part of that particular group of people that will be that will be with God and God is going to be with them. The Bible says, but the fearful, the unbelieving, the abominable, abominable. Abominable snowman. I don't know. <laughs> the abominable. <laughs> the the un- that was just, I know it's a corny joke, but anyway. The murderers and the whoremongers and the sorcerers. I, I wish I could break down and tell you what the abominable mean. That it, it, it's just, God detests certain things and, and and but the whoremongers, the sorcerers, and you say there are no sorcerers living today. I'm sorry to tell you that there's a lot of sorcery going on in our world today. Hollywood, Disney, all of them is full of sorcery. I tried to watch me at, uh, a nice Marvel uh, uh, video. I had to take that thing off. They had so much sorcery. That's all they talked about. And that word sorcery actually comes from the word pharmacia. Pharmacy. Drugs. Yeah, I'll go. I'll, I'll leave it right there. But I, I, I'm gonna get all into it. But you, you'd be surprised what you know. Idolaters, and so there's no idolatry anymore. Are, are you kidding? You don't have to set up some little statue to represent God. You can put anything can become an idol to you. That blue tube can become your idol, especially with the shows they're showing, like American Idol. That's what I want to become. Right? Anything you set up in place of God can become your idol. It can be a person. It can be yourself. You idolize yourself. You know, there's a such thing as that. And all liars shall have their, you know, some people say, well, I, I just only, I only told a little lie, a little, a little white lie, you know. <laughs> you know what I mean? I only told a little white lie. I, I don't understand that a lie is a lie. It doesn't matter. In God's kingdom, it doesn't matter whether it's a little lie or a big lie. You're still the same thing. You know what I mean? So I, I really don't get that. I really don't understand that. And, and you know, so it's like uh, you get hit by a car. Boom. I got a little hit. No, you got hit. You're pregnant. I'm just a little pregnant. No, you're pregnant. Some things are not relative. And we want to equate, we want to make sin relative. Well, I only do, I, I, I only do this and I, I only do that. Hey, sin is sin. 
And you can try to make yours relevant. Well, yeah, I had I do the big sin or I do the little sin. Somebody else is doing the big sin. God just says sin. The Bible says, hey, all of them, which, uh, you know, the scripture tells us further that those who, whose name are not found in the in the book, the Lamb's book of life, they shall have their part in the lake of fire and a brimstone. Hey, that is a real place. That is a place that people will spend eternity. I had news for you. The Bible tells us that that wasn't created for human beings. You say, how can God, the loving God, he's a God that I don't believe that. How can he, how, how can he send someone to hell? Well, it wasn't made for mankind. The Bible says it was made for Satan and his fallen angels. Just so happens that he duped a bunch of people. Hello? And I'm sorry, I was duped once. There's an old song, Pentecostal song. I choose to be a Christian. I choose to live like him. Nobody's making me do it. This is how I want to live. It's a choice. When I was out there doing things I shouldn't have done, it was a choice. And we must make the choice. And so he talks about this new heaven and this new earth and 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 uh, he talks about uh, the change that's going to come. I have news for you, folks. You can. The Bible tells us in the last days that the, all creation is going to be groaning for the manifestation of the sons of God. There's a groaning going on in the earth. There's a growing groaning going on in the world and in the in the political world and the and the uh, the the financial world and the economic world and the the, the social world and, uh, and, and the, uh, the natural world. Amen. The Bible says there will be signs in the heavens above and, and the earth below and, 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 and different things will transpire and happen on the earth. What is going on, folks? It is being prepared for what God is going to do. It's time for the church to wake up. It's time for those that are thirst to say, hey, I want to get all I can get. Hey, it's time for us that, that claim that we want to live for God. Hey, I need to put some things aside. I need to put some things behind me. I need to put some things in my past. Those things aren't going to amount to anything. It may bring me temporal pleasure and satisfaction, but eternal pain. We get too busy worrying about the pain we're going through in this world. And the Bible says, hey, the suffering that we are going through in this life and in this world is nothing compared with the glory that we shall receive. You say, you don't understand, Pastor. My, my pain is, is great. I understand how that you're telling me your pain is great. But he said, in comparison to the greatness of your pain, the glory of God is going to be that much more greater that it's no comparison at all. So why would you want to miss out on that? If you're going through so much suffering and, and so much misery and, and things are so bad, do you know how bad things are, how, how, how you maximize how bad things are? When you get over there, if you're going to be a part of the people that have no more tears, no more sorrow, no more pain, no more regret, no more shame, no more guilt, none of those tears are going to be there on your face. Hey, it won't even be any comparison. 
Why wouldn't you want that? But on the other side, on the other side here, if you think your pain is great right now, if you're not in the Lamb's book of life, your pain is nothing compared to the lake of fire and brimstone. You hadn't seen pain yet. You hadn't seen misery yet. You hadn't seen suffering yet. You hadn't seen darkness yet. You hadn't seen misery. If you think things are bad now, hell is no picnic. You want your cake and eat it too? You won't eat it in hell. I'm sorry. But he said on the other side, there's going to be a table prepared before his people. And he said there's going to be living water, fountain of living water. He said there are going to be rivers. <laughs> he said there are going to be fruit <laughs> that we'll be able to partake of. There's no fruit in hell. I'm sorry. New heaven and a new earth. And those that overcome, that will be their habitation. The scripture says there will be no need for the sun or the moon because God and the Lamb of God will light, will be the light of it and the glory of it. No need for airplanes. I believe I can fly. You won't just believe it, be believing it. You'll be participating in it. Well, I don't believe that. Well, why are you sitting in the church service? You really are wasting your time if you don't believe that. That's why the Bible says the unbelieving and the fearful. God puts the unbeliever with the murderers and the abominable and the whoremongers and the sorcerers and idolaters. Unbelievers. Put them in the same category. And so, last week I preached, uh, taught about the future uh, prophecy. And um, I, I, I'm feeling that, and, and I don't know how long I'm going to be in that area, but I, I feel to teach and preach from the book of Revelation. Now, maybe God may direct me differently over the next couple of weeks. So if, if this is a horror story, you're, gonna, you're about to be terrified over the next few weeks. But if you want to know what to do to escape this world, you're going to say, you know what, I'm... <laughs> I want to find out what that Bible has to say. I want to know everything that's in that Bible. And somebody, well, I didn't know it was in there. Okay, now you know. Some people say, well, I don't want to know what's in there. Really? You really don't want to know? Don't, 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 don't deceive yourself like that. Don't, don't lie to yourself. Because you know. If somebody can tell you what's going to happen tomorrow, you're going to want to know. 
Some of you just want to know, well, what that lottery number is going to be. <laughs> I'm about to get rich. Who's going to win this game? I'm putting all my bets on that. Well, I'm going to let you in a little clue. I'm going to I'm let you know who's going to win. The church. Put in all your money in that. <laughs> Some people, I want to know who's going to. I'm telling you who's going to be the winner. The Bible tells us. I don't know what individuals are going to go up, but my Bible tells me that the church is going up. That's the only entity that's going to win. And so I'm putting all my money. I'm putting all my eggs in the one basket. Some people don't want, no, I'm not doing that. What if you're, what if we, what if you're wrong? What if this is not real? I'm going to tell you something. Well, I don't know about if it's going to be a new heaven and it's going to be a new earth. I don't believe I can believe that fantasy and fairy tale. How many drive in here? How many ever rode in the car in here? How many rode or, rode or drive as everybody? Everybody's been in a car. Hey, you know why you're driving in a, in a car? Somebody said to get somewhere. No, but yeah, that's, that's, you know, okay. You know why you're driving in a car? Because you're benefiting from an earth that was destroyed once already. And God created a new earth. You don't believe me. See, that's what people don't know the Bible. Put Genesis chapter 1 on the screen, verse 1. I'm going to help you out a little bit. You decide what you're gonna, which, where you're going, where you're going to spend eternity. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And see, this is what we think. We think verse number 2 is right after verse number 1. It's not. I can prove it to you. Because in the beginning, God created the angels. First of all, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and all things were made by Him. You don't see angels being created in the verse number two. Why? Because that's not, because they were already created in the beginning. When God first formed time, and planets, and everything else. That's why people say, well, I don't know if I can believe in Christianity and all that, because they talk about this, that, and the other, and, and but, but, but science has proven that there were, there were dinosaurs and all that. Oh, you're right, it were dinosaurs. And the science proved the earth was created millions and millions and millions ago. You're right, it was in the beginning. Uh-huh. So you didn't know that. And science tells us that some catastrophe happened and destroyed every living thing on the earth. It wasn't man on the earth. Hello? Uh-huh. It was the land before time. And that's the truth. It was the land before time. You don't know what that means? That's that, you know, the little cartoon with the dinosaurs and all that. That's the truth. But the Bible tells us in other places of Scripture that the angelic host, Lucifer, who was an archangel, and a third of all angels, that was with him, lost that first estate, 
And the Bible says God cast them out into outer darkness. Well, where did the darkness come from? The Bible says in God there's light. There's no darkness at all. When, every, when God first created, there was no darkness. There was no, nothing dark. Angels weren't dark. There was nothing dark. But when those angels, the Bible says, sinned against God, God in the Bible, the book of Jeremiah tells us that God formed the light and created the darkness. So God created the darkness. He cast it. There was a catastrophe that happened in all the universe. And it was the place, the darkness that the angels, the fallen angels dwelt in. And God said, hey, what I'm going to do is I'm going to form something new. Put Genesis chapter 1 back on the screen, verse number 1. See, a lot of you didn't know this. In the beginning, God created heaven and earth. Verse number 2. Between verse number 1 and verse number 2, that's when the angels got kicked out. That's when there was uh, a catastrophic event. Thank you for helping me out. And the earth. See, the earth was already there. Even before God formed the earth in, in, in the next verses, you see. And we think God formed the, er, verse, the uh, earth in the next verses. God reformed the earth. And so in the earth, the earth, the earth was without form and void. And you look up those verses of scripture, you'll find out that word, words without form and void, meaning in chaos and ruin. The Hebrew words mean it was in ruin and in chaos. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. You see that? And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And the waters covered all the earth, all the destroyed earth. And the darkness is where Satan dwells, the Bible tells us that. And so that's why when when God created man, Satan was already there in the garden. Because this was his world and his dominion. And God said, you know what? Hey, I kicked you out. And now I'm going to form man. I'm going to create him a little lower than the angels. And he's going to dwell and rule in your dominion. But the Bible says that God gave man. And that's why Satan didn't like that. And he said, this is my dominion. I own the darkness. And so he had to get man to fall in the hell that was created for the angels, the fallen angels, the devil and the fallen angels, men who decided to listen to the ploy of the enemy are going to spend up there and spend eternity with him. You see? Now you don't believe I'll give you more Bible for it. And so back to what I was saying. You don't believe in a new heaven and new earth, you drive a car. You drive a car, that fuel that you drive, that you use, you know what it's called, right? Fossil fuel. Well, where did fossil fuel come from? Comes from all the dead fossils, all the animals that died. That's where we get crude oil from. That's where we, hello? I, that's, that's, you can look it up. That's where we get crude oil. That's where we get, um, gasoline and all that. That's where we get that from. So there was an earth. And, it, it, and when God created the, the earth, as you see in verses 3 through uh, 12, you'll see that that's what God was doing. And it talks about it here again in the book of Revelation. In the book of Genesis, God formed a new earth and a new heaven. Look at that verse. You keep reading that. 
keep, put the, keep it on the screen for me, please. Watch it. Verse 3. Verse 3. And God said, let there be light. He goes on talking about light. In verse number 4, uh, um, he divided the light from the darkness. In verse number 5, he said he's going to create the heavens. It's not talking about heavens where he dwelt because he was already in the heavens. It was talking about the heavens but between the clouds. And I don't have time to go into all that. And that was the first day. And then he caused the the, 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 the land to appear. And he created the animals, the, the whales and all that. Now he's creating a uh, new species. goes on to when he creates man. And then you see in, in chapter 3, you see Satan appears. He was already here. Oh, hallelujah. So don't tell me you don't believe there's going to be a new heaven and an earth. Science has already proven that there was a new heaven and a new earth. The heaven. That's what they're talking about, the planets and all that. That's what heavens. And so I don't have time to get into the, 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 the heavens. The heavens from, from once you lift your hand, your feet off the ground, it's the atmosphere, it's the air. That's the heavens up into the first heavens, up into the clouds. And, and then you have the second heavens. And so that's, that's Bible. I can, I can prove that easy with Scripture. So the point I'm trying to make in all that teaching, not trying to overwhelm you, I'm trying to get you to understand, hey, you better wake up because time is running out. You wonder what's going on in all the world. I tell you what's going on in all the world. It's been prophesied about, you know, you know, I don't know about that. About, man, everything this Bible talks about is coming to pass. Or it's coming to pass. And there's a small segment of this Bible that the Bible says is going to come to pass in this period called the tribulation period. Called some other things. I can tell you what. Huh. It's not for me. Oh, hallelujah. The Bible says that Satan and the Antichrist is going to, uh, is going to, uh, ma- uh, 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 curse everything, all of them that dwell in heaven. It's going to be talking about me. Because <laughs> that's where I'll be. And to this new heaven and new earth is forming, the Bible says we shall reign and rule with Christ. And who wouldn't want that? Oh, that just seemed like it's, it's too, it's, that's just too, uh, 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 good to believe. See, that's what the devil want to tell you. And anything is too good to believe is not true. Who told you that? Who told you that? Hello? Mm-hmm. You ever, uh, when you were younger, you told your parent what you want on Christmas? And you waited and you expected that thing to happen? And then when Christmas got there, they gave you exactly what you wanted. You can believe in that. You can believe in your natural parent to give you what you want on Christmas. But you can't believe your heavenly father. He gave you the biggest gift ever, and that's eternal life. With him, who wouldn't want that? And so here we are. On May the... Seventh, got it right for a change. 2017, and we can continue to be duped by Satan. Well, the Bible says is the God of this world, 
and he leads the children of disobedience after the course of this world. And so the course of this world is going in one direction. And it's like being on, being on a, being in a river, a strong river that's flowing. And once you get caught by its current, you can't help but flow. Because it takes you. And the course of this world is taking you because it's controlled by the spirit of this world and the God of this world is called Satan. And see, but what's happening is God is offering you a limb to say, come on, get a hold of this. I'm trying to get you off of that river and lead you in the right direction where you need to go. But you see, Satan knows how to make it inviting. You know, he likes to make that package look nice and pretty. See, and this is what he likes to do, just like he did with Adam and Eve in the the beginning. He said, you can put chapter three, verse one. Now, the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made and said unto the woman, yea, have God said. First thing, has God said, did God really say that? Is this really from God? You understand what I'm saying? I don't know about that preacher. I don't know if that's from God. He, he's just a, oh, come on, folks. And, and, and then he said, have God said, ye shall not eat of every tree to God. First thing that Satan wanted to do is try to tell you God is trying to keep something from you. He's trying to keep everything from you. Oh, the church is trying to keep the church. See, the church is just old fashioned. They, they, they don't want you just to have a good. Oh, that stuff is not necessary. That is not necessary. If you focus on the temporal, just like Eve, she couldn't understand what she had because the devil convinced her. Hey, you don't. God is trying to shortchange you. There's a whole lot in the garden. God created this earth and and there's a lot in the earth for you. And and yeah, he wanted to give you some parts of the garden, but there's another part of the garden he doesn't want you to have. Have God said you can't touch this thing? Have God said you can't eat of this thing? Have God said you can't touch the forbidden fruit? You can't participate in this and that? I'm telling you what. Is that really sin? Something really wrong with that? I know what they say. They say it's something wrong with this. If God just told you all you can't do is, if God just gave you one thing not to do, just don't touch this particular fruit. He said you can eat of everything, but just this one thing. Don't tell me it's too hard to live for God. Because if God put one thing and said, don't mess with this one thing, man couldn't do it. You shall not even ever. He, he tried to lie. Verse number two. And the woman said unto the serpent, we may not, we may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden. She, 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 she was close. She got it right. Hey, we can eat. But then he said, but there's one thing. Verse number three. God said, you better not eat of it or you can't even touch it. And, and, and then he lied and he tricked her. And, and verse number, next verse is where he tricks her. And he's still doing it today. And the serpent said unto the woman, you shall not surely die. No, nothing is going to happen to you. And the Bible says that because uh, sin, uh, a judgment against an evil work is not done. I'm not 
uh, quoting, but I'm paraphrasing. Because uh, judgment against the evil work is not done speedily or quickly or whatever. The, the, the hearts of the sons of man are set to do evil continuously. Because when you know there's no judgment coming right now, right? Well, I'm, I'm not worrying about it. I'm not being punished right now. So I'm a, Because a lack of punishment says, hey, it must be okay. Hello? And that's what the adversary said. And then he convinced her that it's okay, verse number five. You shall not surely die. Because God knows when the day you eat, your eyes are going to be open. You're going to be as gods. You're going to know good and evil. You know what? God was saying, hey, you don't have to worry about evil. All you know is good. I'm good. I'm God. I'm good. But they wanted to taste a little evil. It's something about our flesh. Just want to taste it. You know, we want it to be a little bad. You know what I mean? That, that good at two-shoe stuff. Something, something, flesh repels or something that's good. That's why in here, I know. Mm-hmm. Verse number, number six. I'm almost done, don't worry. And when the woman saw that the, see? When the woman saw that the, tr- the tree was good for food. See, it was good for food. There are some things, it's, you know, it seems like it's okay when you initially partake of it. When you initially take a bite of it. And guess what? The Bible says all have sinned. I'm going to help some of you out because some of you feel in condemnation. That's not from God. The Bible says all have sinned. Guess what that means? Every, every one of us is in the same boat. There's not no one person here better than the other person. Including the one holding the microphone. All have sinned. And, you know, like I said earlier, you know, some people, it's a big sin and a little sin. You know, you know, it's a medium-sized sin. Hey, you know, no. All have sinned. I'm in the same boat you are. I need God just like I, you need God. Hello? Oh, hallelujah. And so, hey, we're all in the same place. And despite what people try to do, or, or the church, they just judging me. No. There may be some people in the church that may be judging you, and guess what? They're going to be in trouble. <laughs> And she saw it was good for food. And guess what? It was pleasant to the eyes. And it was desired to make one wise. Hey, it was going to do something in her life. But there was one slight problem. She had a place with God where she can eat of the fruit of the tree of life forever and live forever. But she was duped by the enemy. Now, I'm ready to come to a close with this. And her husband ate also. And he was duped also. He made a choice. So here we are once again. May the 7th, 2017, at 11.20, and five seconds. What are you living for? One day, whether through the rapture, or natural circumstances or accidental circumstances. Hear me? I say either through the rapture, natural circumstances, accidental circumstances, that you die, you would depart from this earth as you presently know it. I 
I remember as a child thinking, there's going to be no more me. That used to terrify me. I'm serious. But I was like, man, I'm going to be gone? Nothing? There's no more me? No more. I, I like, like, no more. I mean, because it was like, I, you know, the, the, the education world teacher, you know, that's it. You know, you came from an eight. Right. Billions and billions of years ago. And then you said you somehow uh, made it. You crossed over and transformed. And I was like, what happened to the other apes? They didn't make it. Some of them still going around. Ooh, 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 ooh. So if there was a evolution, why didn't some of the apes make the trip? If that's evolution, if it's evolution, all of them would have made the trip. Right. So I said something ain't right with that. I'm sorry, my my great 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 grandfather wasn't eight. Makes no sense at all. Then I'm like, okay, why why the other animals didn't, you know, giraffes back then? They still a giraffe. You know? Snakes are still snakes. Lions are still lions. But the only ones that made the trip were apes. Some of them. I never seen a, uh, a lion become a kitty cat. You know? A frog become, a, you know, trout or a prince. Yeah. That just, just, that's just, and they try to make this a fairy tale. You believe in that new heaven and new earth? You're a scientist and you don't believe it when you, you say you, you know. You prove it. You know, you just believe that it just was an accident. It just happened. It was the big bang. Yeah, God says bang. He said bang, get out, devil. And it happened. Can you imagine millions and millions and millions of powerful angels being kicked out of the presence of God? You, you, you read the Bible when angels do something, they, they, like, they can destroy nations and, and cause catastrophes and all that. Just one angel? With millions and millions and millions of angels getting kicked out all at one time? It caused a great event. Oh, hallelujah. So here we are again. I got a question. The question is, What's, what's going to take priority in your life? Some, we have some young people in here, and you think life goes on forever. Let me tell you something. Good night. Just two days ago, I was 20. <laughs> two days later, here I am in my 50s. Like, God, what happened? I'm serious. My wife and I, we've been married for going on 26 years. I, I, I kid you not, it, it really seemed like we've been... And all lies should have their place in there. But she wasn't, she was just kidding. Okay. Anyway. I've been married for almost 26 years. And I kid you not, it seemed like it's really been only like five, six years. Time. 
some of you can remember. It was like, you know, you were just in, in high school or, or grade school just yesterday. Where has time gone to? The Bible says our life is like a vapor. And you want to spend all your vapor for the vapor? For the temporal? Knowing there's an eternity? There's an eternity. It's like, like I said, it's, you know, the guy, the guy who says, uh, you know, we try to trick God. And he, he, he just, he said, well, God, uh, I don't understand it. You, you, you live in eternity. I can't understand that. It's, and, and he said, so, you know, he said, I'm going to throw this up. He said, uh. A, a million years. A million years. What is, it, what is that like to you, God? I said, well, it's really like a second. I can't really compare it because I live in eternity. But a, a million years in, in man's time, it's like a second. Like a second. One million years is like a second. One million years go by in God's time. In, in the man's time, it's like a second in God's time. One million years. So, so when you talk about two see, that's why, you know, somebody said, I don't know if I can live forever. I'm going to be, I, I, I'll get bored. One guy said that. I'll, I'll get bored. I want to find something. I can't live in heaven forever. I get bored. See, it's not like you're going to be, uh, um, you know, playing harps and, you know, pushing the elevator up and down. And, you know what I mean, sitting on clouds, cleaning your wings. No, it's not like that. And he said, well, I don't know want to spend it, you know. Okay, so you, you don't have to worry because you won't be bored in hell. There's a lot of suffering. You won't have a chance but so the guy said, you know, he said, uh, God said, you know, it's like a second to me. A million years. It's like, wow. It's like a second to you in your time. So, you know, if I live like five million years, that's like five seconds. And that's how long he did. I'm talking about trying to equate eternity. And he said, well, okay. And so, you know, you, God, you, wait, he said, so what, uh, um, what about uh, a million dollars? What, what is that like in your kingdom, God? God says, I own all the cattle of the hill. I own all the control. He said, everything belongs to me. All souls belong to me. The earth is mine. The heaven is mine. Everything belongs to me. I own everything. I said, God, you're pretty rich. He said, well, it, What's like? What's a million dollars like to you? I said, well, you know, it's like a penny to me. A penny in your pocket. That guy got to thinking about that. A million years in my time is like a second in your time. And a million dollars is only a penny to you. So he said, Lord, why don't you give me one of those pennies? 
because he wanted that million dollars. We think we're real slick on God. So God says, yeah, sure. Give you my penny. So you want that million dollars? I'll give you my penny. Just let me get back with you in a second. That's a million years. <laughs> right? See, because we want to focus on the money. Hello? We want to focus on that temporal stuff. But we don't want to focus on eternity time. Yeah, we don't want to focus on that. You know, we don't have all the time in the world. I don't have any time for games. Except when I'm playing a game. Other than that, I don't have time for it. <laughs> You know what I mean? So once again, here we are. Why don't you stand? It's still early. It's 11.30. As some precious people in this room, God chose to form you and to give you life. You're not an accident. It doesn't matter what your mother's background is or was. It doesn't matter whether what your father's background is or was. It doesn't even matter whether you knew your father, know your father. It doesn't matter what that situation is. It doesn't matter how you were conceived. Someone here could have been conceived through some bad situations. Some situations of violation, who knows. But the bottom line is, you're not an accident. Some of you may have been adopted. Maybe been in foster homes. But you're not an accident. The Bible tells us that God gives life. Each and every one of us, God has caused you to have life. The scripture says he shaped you and formed you in your mother's womb. You're not an accident. That means you are special to God because God has created you and God has given you life. And you say, what if God loves me and God created me? Why am I having all this difficulty in life? That you... The Bible tells us, we just read it in the book of Revelation. He that overcomes God said, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to be your God and you shall be my child. You see, that life is going to have difficulties. Life, you're going to have struggles. Life, you're going to have things that doesn't go your way. Life is not necessarily going to be easy. But Jesus says, you know what? I can give you peace. I can help you to overcome. Yes. I can help you to be victorious. Now, I'm not going to make this happen. And you see, that's what the devil says. I can make this heaven for you. And you know he lies every time. He said, I'm going to make you so happy. And you know he lies every time. I'm going to make you feel so good inside. And he lies every single time. Because he want to offer to you right now. And in a hurry. 
and had you get caught up, and then guess what? You're dissatisfied and you're disappointed. Where God says, you know what? I'm not going to offer you this nice resort, this nice paradise right here on earth. I'm telling you, there's going to be a paradise. Right now, you're going to have to go with me and you're going to have to deny some things. Right now, you're going to have to to deny yourself and take up your cross. Right now, I'm going to let you know, hey, there's some choices you're going to have to make. Are are you going to choose to settle for the temporal? Are you going to choose to realize your 70 years, give or take some years? You're going to invest in the kingdom. There is nothing in this world that's worth my eternal state. There's nothing the devil can offer me. He can offer me a seat in the White House. He can offer me billions of dollars. And some of you think I'm joking. I wouldn't take it. I wouldn't take it. Right now, right now, my wife and I could be could be making some money, some moolah, some cake, some scratch, some dough. Bank. If I was caught up in that. I, I, and I'm just going to be on. I'm not trying to break. We we had we, we we had six digit income, and most people are like I want more. I want more. I want more. Naturally speaking, we could have gotten more. We could have gotten more. Gotten more. But I decided, you know what? I'll take less right here if I can have more of him. <laughs> when I left one job. To take a, 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 a pay cut, a, a massive pay cut, everybody around me say, you are crazy. How can you do that and do this? And then I start reducing my hours. Well, I want to cut my hours back. I, what is wrong with you? And then there was no hours at all. I said, I just want to give myself to the king. I'm going to have to trust God. And, and my wife is doing the same. And she, you know, she cut back and Decide, no, this is it. And you know what? We make a whole lot less. Why? Why? Because when it's all said and done. See, some of you think I, I, all preachers are in it for the money. Are you kidding me? I wouldn't be standing up here. You're crazy. <laughs> no way. No way. No way in the world. As a matter of fact, I'm just going. I was doing this full time while I was working full time. On call, I get called two or three o'clock in the morning, and I still was doing this full time. I wasn't getting paid. Some people come to my house say, "You doing?" I, I I had that house before I started getting paid in this pulpit. I, before I got in the pulpit. All right. So I know some there's some some I know there's some crooked preachers. Right? That's crooked everything. Everything. Crooked politicians, crooked law enforcement officers, crooked judges. Right? Everything. Crooked everything. They're crooked angels. Oh, come on. Right? But there's one good God. He'll never change. He'll never forsake you. He'll never leave you. 
You have to decide today. Today, you're going to have to decide. Is my time left on this earth? Am I going to be given to the little stuff that this world is inviting me to? Understanding who's behind this world? People get so messed up with this world, saying that, God, why is all this, whatever? Do you understand that God has took his hands off this world? Do you understand that God is not trying to change this world? People trying to... God is not trying to change this world. And he's never told the church to change this world. No, he's calling people out of the world. Into his kingdom. Because one day there, he is going to change this world. There's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. He's not trying to change it right now. I tell you what he's trying to change. He's trying to change you and I. He's trying to change our mind. How we live. Which way are we flowing? Which course are we going? And there's nothing in this world that is worth me getting off my course. How about you? The Bible says, what will a man give in exchange for his own soul? What are you selling your soul out for? Pleasure? Fleshly satisfaction? Uh, uh, having an altered state of mind? I tried that. <laughs> I tried all that. It, it, it wasn't enough for me. 